You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. In Second Timothy 3, 15 to 16, he says, Kai huti apo brefos, ta hira gramata oidas, daimena sophizai, seis eis ceterion dia pistis, es en Christo Jesus. Pasagrafe Tiofitos Ophilimos Pros Tiofinostos Pros Elegman Pros Epanotosin Pros Paidean and Daikaisin. So what I read is simple, and that from childhood. The sacred writings you have known, being able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every scripture is God-breathed and profitable or useful for instruction, for conviction, for correction, for training in righteousness. So, the scripture is able to make us wise when we study it the way we have to study it to see Christ. It opens our eyes to Christ. And that is why it is God's breath. What it means is that God himself is breathing in you to open you up to him. So you see, studying scripture is communion with God. Studying scripture is communion with God. And one of the things that you would understand is this, or you would experience, that any time you, you take time to study scripture, by the time you are done, there is some serenity and some peace that surrounds you. Why? Because you just opened up to who you are. To your very core of life. It also cleanses your thoughts. <laughs> and takes out the toxic because you have dominion in your mind. Understand that as a Christian, your dominion is in your mind. That is where you rule. So the moment the enemy takes over your mind, 
you are done. That's why you need to check what goes into your mind. That's why Eve was vulnerable. Yeah. Eve became very vulnerable. So all of us have a duty to rule our mind. So you can see clearly that anytime you're studying scripture, you are actually making it, bringing out the usefulness for what? Doctrine. Doctrine is the way of life. It's the life to live as a believer. And then for reproof, the word reproof is for confirmation or for, for conviction. And then for correction. And then for instruction. The word instruction is the word training. You're trained to live the life in Christ Jesus, which is the righteousness, the life of righteousness. What it means actually is that you think right to live right. Because all of this is that it corrects your mentality, your mindset. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. So you are trained. Okay, so what it is is that now you begin to see Christ. In your thinking, you think Christ. So in your living, you live who? Christ. All right? Okay. Genesis 1. Genesis 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning were the first day. So now, it will be very important to note this. Like I said, the author of Genesis was not present when the events recorded happened. And therefore, he documented them not because he witnessed physically. Moses was not present when Genesis event played. So he was born quite later. Exodus 2, verse 2 to 3. Exodus 2, verse 2 to 3. Makes us know when Moses was born. Exodus 2, verse 2 to 3. Why, why are you delaying? And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. 
And when she could no longer hide him, she took him for an ark of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with peach and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flax of the river brink. So this is when Moses was born in Exodus 2, 2 to 3. Now, this therefore implies that God must have communicated to Moses through a vision. Hebrews 8.5. Hebrews 8.5 opens us up to this. Hebrews 8.5. Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For, see, he said, that thou make all things according to the pattern, shew thee in the mount. So Moses actually was shown visions by God to do whatever he had to do. So Moses wrote by divine revelation. Praise God. Okay, so let's go back to the main text. Let's go back to the main text. The word God. The word God was translated from the Hebrew word Elohim. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The heaven and the earth. Yeah. Elohim. It was used 32 times in chapter 1 alone by the author. It was used in every verse in chapter 1 except verses 13 and 30. It was used in every verse in chapter 1 except Verses 13 and 30. Now the word created was translated from the Hebrew word bara or bara. It was used three times by the author in chapter 1. Now the phrase form and void. The phrase form and void was translated from the Hebrew words tohu bohu. Or tohu bohu. This means nothing. Shapeless. So this is what you call the grammatical analysis. You look at the words. Now let's, let's come into context. Context. You do the contextual analysis. You analyze it contextually. What is the context within which these words were used the way they were used. So first, you look at the words that were used, the core words. Now, anytime you are doing a study, you must understand the core words that were used. The reason why we have to look at God is that, like I said, apart from verse 13 and then verse 20, God was used throughout. So it tells you that he's the main feature. He's the main character playing. So there's no way you can do a good study without understanding God there. 
Because he's the main character playing. Are you getting the point? Yes. Is that very clear? Okay. All right. So we looked at the main concepts that created, that God created. We realized that he was creating. And so that word was also used severally. Okay. And then one thing that strikes is that he created the state of the earth was full. It was void. Okay. First one. The word beginning implies beginning of creation. So, it's the beginning of creation. And that's why he further stated categorically that God created the heaven and what? The earth. And continues to u- continue to use the word created 32 times in the entire chapter 1. And God created. And then know the key statements. The earth was without form and void. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then also one striking thing. The spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So what's the author referring to? Okay, we'll look at it. Now, if the creator is the creator of good, as seen in the same chapter, what did he say? Everything that he created was good. Then where from the darkness in the earth? Who created that? Note, the author never said God created the darkness. He rather said that darkness was upon the face of the deep, true or false. The things that God created, he mentioned them. But when he came to describing darkness, he said darkness was on the face, upon the face of the deep. So he just described the state, but he never spoke about who created it. Is that very clear? He never attributed the darkness to God. He immediately reveals God's action right after that in verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So once again, after describing darkness, he now went on to talk about what God did about the darkness, which continues consistently with the character of God. Are you understanding me? That what he always does is what? Good. (laughs) Are you finding understanding? So God straight away did something about the darkness. So you can see it was a light that God saw that he referred to as what? Good. 
Again, God divided the light from what? The darkness. So, the question is, was God referring to day and night or lights of the sun and moon? Genesis 1, 14 to 18. Genesis 1, 14 to 18. And God said, let there be light. Did you see the word plural? Light in what? The firmament. Of the heaven. To divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs. And for seasons. And for days. And for years. Hold on. Go back to Genesis 1, verse 5. So, let's read it. And God said what? God called the light what? And the darkness he called? Okay, so let's read. And what? Okay. So now, put on your thinking cap. Genesis 1.14 tells you, now lights were now created in 14 to divide day and night, signs, seasons, days, years. So, how can you then say that the dividing of the light in one, two, or one five, sorry. Is day and night. You still don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. You don't. Oh, wow. God said that let there be light. And he divided the light from the darkness. And then said, it's the first day. The evening and the morning is the first day. Now, when you go to 14, 14 now tells you that the lights that would divide day and night is now created. So, how did the first day and night? How was it considered as day and night? Because what divides day and night had not been created. Is that very clear? The sun and the moon that would divide day and night. That would give us seasons and times. Days and years was created in verse 14. So how can you then consider the verse 5, as day and night, it tells you that it is figurative. Is that very clear? So it can be referring to time and season. It can be referring to day and night. Do you understand the point? When he said, let there be what? Light. And then divided the light from what? The darkness. And then Moses said that the evening and the morning was regarded as the first word, day. So 
That's why I took time to lay the foundation. That Moses spoke in a lot of figures of speech. And used a lot of metaphors. So if you don't really study. And you are just reading. You can easily be deceived. Because number one. I explained. That Moses himself was not there. Number two. Moses was talking or reporting to a people within a certain context. And therefore, he has to speak to their language. As a matter of fact, if you go to Israel today, 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 they still know that the day starts at 6 p.m. So for Israel, they have evening and what? Morning. Not morning and evening. No. What practically they mean is that for them, their 24 hours starts at 6 p.m. So that's how they calculate their day. And that's why even if you are going to now look at Genesis in describing day and night, you are going to have problems. You see, and that's why we have to be careful so that when you are studying the Bible, you focus on what the Bible is speaking to. When you start to use the Bible to describe the affairs of the world, you are going to get yourself in trouble. Because how then will you now begin to divide the various time zones and know which was day and which was night? Because if you go to Australia right now, the time zone is different. All right. So you must understand clearly that Moses was speaking in a language that will communicate understanding in his times. And that is why we go into the Hebrew to be able to have an understanding to what exactly he's saying. Because those people understand it well. So when we understand it in their language, we can now bring it into ours. Oh, did you understand me? Let me go over again. When I write a letter to Adriana, I was communicating with Adriana. So, she fully understands every term I use because the letter was to her. Now, if you want to understand the letter, then you must understand the terms I use with Adriana to be able to understand the full content of the letter I wrote to Adriana. Otherwise, you are going to be wrong in your understanding. So if you read it and you are reading it to understand it in a systematic way, that's why some people say the earth was created seven days. The, N and the, the, the uh, SDA will say that it is the seed day. These people will say that Sunday is not a Saturday. Is the, and that's why people, and that's why I've told people that when you are studying the Bible, don't study it like that. Study to understand its focus. The focus is not how many days God used to create the earth. 
Are you getting the point? That doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> yes. Because the moment you begin to focus on some of those things, it will take your focus off what exactly God wants you to. And Moses wrote, and he wrote in careful ana analysis of how people within his time will have a good understanding of what he's writing. Otherwise, they will be distant in communication. And it will be far-fetched. Is that very clear? So stop counting days. Like I said, verse 14 was the fourth day, right? So it was the fourth day before sun and moon were created to divide day and what? Night. Is that very clear? Is that very clear to everybody? From our introduction, we explained how the Old Testament books of the Bible were referred to as, a, as the mystery. Do you remember that? Okay. So anytime you hear Paul talking about the mysteries, the mysteries, what it is, is the explanation of the old to reveal the new. Praise God. <laughs> so anytime you hear him talking about mysteries, the mysteries of the gospel, he's talking about things that were written that have been what? Fulfilled. They were mystery to the people. And now they have been what? Praise God. And so you see, that's what we are doing. We are revealing what? The mysteries. So let's go. To 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 6. Let's all read, go. But if what? Our gospel be hid. Mm -hmm, it is hid to them that are lost. Okay, good. Continue. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is, who is, who is, so who is the image of God? So when we come to Genesis 1, 28, 26, 28, you understand. That he is creating us in the image and likeness of God, then you know. <laughs> so, now, let's continue. Go. Shall shine what? Unto who? Unto them. Anytime you hear the Bible talk about them, then it's talking about what? Um, 
believers. Okay. Now let's go. Go. For we preach not ourselves, but what? Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your for Okay. So who do we preach? We preach the image of God. Are you getting the point? Who has now become the firstborn? And all of us are models of the firstborn. Six. So now, this is the point. Go, everybody. For God who what? So where, what is he now referring to? Genesis chapter chapter 1 verse what? Okay. So <laughs> so you know that the old is concealed the new re praise God. Very important. The old Conceal the new is revealed. Alright. So, look at this. So, he said, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has what? Shine what? Uh-huh. Praise God. So Paul was explaining Genesis 1-3. And God said, let there be what? Light. And he says, let there be light in the darkness. So who was Paul talking about? Let's go. It is he to them that are what? Okay. In whom what? Has what? So that what? So now, who is dark? Those who are lost. So, when you are an unbeliever, you are in darkness. When you are a believer, you are in what? Light. Is that clear? So, Satan is here referred to as the God of this evil world. How does he blind them? 2 Corinthians 10, 4-5 I use God's mighty weapons, not those made of, by men, to do what? Okay, to knock down the devil's what? Okay, so let's look at the devil's stronghold. Let's go. These weapons um, break down what? So the devil's strongholds are what? Proud arguments what? Mm-hmm. And every wall that what? So this wall is where? In their minds. So 
unbelievers are kept in darkness in their mind. So, look at what he says. With these what? Weapons. Mm -hmm. And bring them back to God. And what? Men what? Whose word? Hearts here also means mind. Desire what? Obedience to who? Praise God. So the way the devil keeps them in darkness is their thought pattern and mindset. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 2 to 3. Let's already go. You went along with the crowd and were just like all the full of what? Obeying what? The mighty what? Prince of the power of the earth. Who is in the, in the, in the, which is also in the minds of those who are against the Lord. Is that very clear? So now, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4. Observe how he describes the glorious light. Satan, who is the god of this evil world, has made them what? If somebody is blind, what does he mean? They are in darkness. Unable to see what? The glorious light of what? The gospel. That is what? Shining upon him or to understand the amazing message we preach about the glory of Christ. Who is God? Praise God. He calls it the amazing message of what? Christ. The glorious light that is shining upon those who understand. So it explains that the darkness is the state of man who is not born again. Look at emphasis, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 15. Everybody, raise your head. Go. Don't be teamed with what? Okay, next. So he calls <laughs> the believer what? And he calls the unbeliever. So what was the darkness in Genesis chapter 1? <laughs> is that clear? So the unbeliever is the night man. And the believer is the day man. Is that very clear? So that is clear. That darkness is used to describe the unbeliever, the unsaved man, the man who is not in Christ, the one who is not 
indwelt by the Spirit. Praise God. So Jesus is the light. Is that very clear? He's the one that shines forth in the darkness. That's why John said, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, without the word was nothing made that was made. And the word shines in darkness. And the darkness cannot comprehend. So Jesus is that light that divided the day man and the night man. <laughs> Praise God. Look at 2 Corinthians 4 again. In whom the God of this world has blinded the mind of them which believe not, lest the light So who shines in the heart? Christ. Is that very clear? Who is the image of God? And so who is the image of God, which is the light that shines? Christ. In the good news, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of what? Christ. For it is the power of God unto the gospel is who? Christ. The word became and dwelt amongst. Paul said we preach who? And him. <laughs> Praise God. So. Genesis 1.26. Look at the image. The word image was used in Genesis 1.26. Let's all look at it. Go. And God said, let us make man in our image after and let them have what? Over there. Over the cattle and over every creeping thing that creepeth. Oh, wonderful. So the image of God here was therefore referring to who? Christ. <laughs> Look at further references. Colossians 1, verse 15. Go. Who is what? The image of the uh -huh. oh praise God. So Colossians 3:10. Good. Go. And I've put on the mm. Mm. look at Hebrews 1:3. Go, who being the brightness of his glory and the express and up all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself paid our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty of I. So right now, you and I, because the gospel, 
who is the image of God, shines in our heart, you have been reborn as God's image on earth. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hence, when God spoke in Genesis 1, 26 to 27, the one he was referring to as our image and likeness was Jesus Christ. Hence, the plan of God for mankind was to be in the image of God. That is, to be in Jesus Christ. Darkness, therefore, in Genesis 1, 2, was referring to the state of man while the light in Genesis 1-3 was referring to Jesus Christ. Thus, God already gave us the pattern to life that man will be created. And man, when created, will have to choose their spiritual identity. That was the option he gave them in Genesis 2-8 and 9 and Genesis 2-16 and 17. You can eat of all the trees. Are you getting the point? The tree of life. But don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat, you die. That is man choosing his spiritual identity. After man has been giving all things. So, right? Didn't you realize something? Go back to Genesis. One. You're going to see something. Okay, let's all read. Go. God created the... Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. So you see, the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Waiting for your choice. The moment said, let there be light. He divided the light from the darkness. So when man chooses the light, they come out of darkness. So the spirit, which is the spirit of immortality, now enters man. Which is the light that is at work. So the light is Christ. The spirit is the spirit of Christ. And when he enters the darkness, the darkness cannot comprehend it. And until the darkness have it, it can't have light. It will be living, but dead. So the spirit is waiting. 
<laughs> the tree of life is there. Choose. So every man will be given the opportunity to choose. He set it right in motion. Praise God. Amen. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. Come.